Welcome back to the My Online Schooling podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the online school. In this episode, we're getting into computer science with Marit Cheatham, hearing all about her experiences of being a teacher for the school. This means we get to hear some of the changes she's seen as the school has grown, but also the adaptation of approaches and techniques in teaching when it's online, how the benefits of technology actually look in an online classroom, and how Marit sees the children's continuous growth with their global outlook on life. Now, Marit is from South Africa, so very much in keeping with the whole staff at the school, she also brings a dynamic from a different part of the world. So let's hear what she has to say as we speak about life as a computer science teacher for an online school with Marit Cheetham. Marit, thank you for being here and welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Uh, I'm really good. I've had a really busy day today at um, online school, which meant uh, we've done some programming, my favourite. Um, so, yeah, very good. Okay, excellent. And I'm picking up from your voice that you're not from the UK. Can you just tell me a little bit about where you're from originally and where you're living now as well? Uh, that's correct. So, uh, born and bred in South Africa in a beautiful part of the world called the Free State. You'll go there if you're into sand, a lot of sand. <laughs> I've never seen grass until I moved to the UK. Oh, wow. Gosh. Um, so, that was the most green I've ever seen. Currently finding myself in um, West Yorkshire in a town called uh, Brighouse famous for the Brickhouse and Rastrick Brass Band. Um, okay. Like I said, beautiful band. Don't go and see them in a confined space without <laughs> any ear protection. <laughs> I'm going to have to check them out now in that case. And how did you end up going from South Africa to West Yorkshire? They're very different places. Oh, yeah, very different. Um, my sense of adventure, I am one of those people that um, quite likes a journey. I enjoy um, trying new things, so the obvious thing for me was to come to England after studying in South Africa and just try new things out and uh, landed up in West Yorkshire, which is a beautiful part mm. of the UK, but if you're a runner like me, it's quite hard work. Right. Because of hills, I guess? Oh, yes. Hills. And um, I am a southern softie. Um, anything below 25 is freezing. <laughs> Yet you're living in England. What's that all about? Yeah. I didn't realise it's going to be cold all the time. I thought you do have a summer, but yeah, apparently no. not. No, 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 absolutely. Okay. And when did you end up in the UK and what were you doing before you came to the UK? So... In 2005, I arrived in the UK in the February. It was absolutely freezing. Mm -hmm. I had that moment of cool runnings where you put on your, your, all your clothes. Uh -huh. That exact moment is how I looked when I arrived in Heathrow. <laughs> so I opened the door and was absolutely freezing. Um, before coming to the UK, um, I actually worked in South Africa as a teacher um, and I had the privilege of working in um, two very different schools. One was in a shanty town and was, I think if my mum ever knew where I was working, they would all be horrified. Mm. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. 
and then I worked in one of the privileged schools in the UK, in, in South Africa, where wealth uh, privilege was just beyond anything I've ever seen. So I went from two different schools, which was really interesting, very different. Mm. And then when you came to the UK, what were you doing from 2005 until you ended up at my online schooling? Um, so from 2005, I spent about a year and a bit um, doing supply teaching to get to know the uh, British curriculum mm -hmm. because it's quite a different um, curriculum that we were used to in South Africa and teaching yeah. method. Then met my English husband, which kindly took me all over UK um, and then worked in a variety of different schools. I, I've worked in mainstream school and I've worked in uh, private and independent schools. And then arriving at my online schooling in, was it the summer of 2018? Summer of 2018. Okay, so you've been at the school for quite a while in yeah. that case. Yeah, and you've probably seen some changes while it's grown in that time as well. Yeah, it's it's been really exciting to see where we start. Um, I had the privilege of having a chat the other day again with Tom, and it's been a while since seeing, you know, we're so busy. But um, when we were talking of how we started and actually why I joined the school, it was really, really nice to see the changes and um, see how we've grown and gone from strength to strength. Yeah. This is Tom Crombie, CEO of My Online School, yeah. of course. And at the time when you joined back in... 2018 roughly how many pupils were there at the school then oh that I can't remember I just know that our classes were you know we had two or three students um, per year group and very quickly from the September to the January you know the classes just kept on growing and growing and growing yeah um, so not as many as we've got now but growing through to healthy numbers, I imagine, as opposed to oh, having yeah. small numbers um, and healthy in a good way in that they, they, they grew to a size that's optimal for, for class learning as opposed to growing to be too large. Is that right? Yeah, I think what it was quite nice because for us, we started, it was, it was so in the beginning of um, uh, MOS's journey. So we all learned with the kids and it was a different mindset for me as a mainstream teacher coming into this controversial online learning mm. um so yeah the groups were was small to start with and now it's really nice manageable um i know my students people sometimes say that um it's not the same as having the kids face to face it is for me um i had to say goodbye to some of my year 11s um that will be moving on you know we getting to that process where some of them would stay with us, some of them would be going to college. And I'm yeah. just as sad as I would have been in a mainstream school. You know, yeah, we've, yeah. we've done a journey with these kids. Yeah, yeah. So what was it that took you then from you know, mainstream school, bricks and mortar school, I should say, into the, the world of online education? Uh, for me, it was um, speaking to Tom by accident, I was looking for an alternative way of, uh, for one of the students in my tutor group, um, found online school or find, found schooling really challenging. Yeah. Um, and he was a fantastic programmer. 
and I wanted him to continue that passion, but mainstream or the school where we were at was just not going to provide him with that learning. And I happened to get onto mainstream school and I contacted Tom and mm -hmm. he said, we're not offering computer science, but if you're interested, let's talk. And I thought about it and I thought this could be an opportunity. I can yeah. teach, I can change students' lives. And that's why I became a teacher is not to play the system, but to change students' lives, yeah. to be part of their education journey. So that was really how I started at online schools, just by mm. a conversation. And given that I imagine at the time, you, you may have not heard of the concept of like permanent online school. How did you feel about it back then? It was really interesting because um, I did thought, no, kids should be in school. That's mm. where the learning is taking place. Online learning or homes, you know, homeschool, online learning are two very different things. But online learning, I thought, was more for colleges, maybe. I didn't know if how parents would respond to it. And it was really interesting once I started working with the kids yeah, I could see actually. Yeah, this this is this is the future. School does not allow for everybody to be able to learn. Mm. There needs to be. We're in the twenty first century. Why is this controversial? This should be norm. Mm. Mm. So, how does it make you feel inside, knowing that you're in a position to be able to help children who, if they were forced to go to a mainstream school, bricks and mortar school? would struggle there for whatever reason that might be? I think for me, it's it's more of a learning journey for both of us. So I'm making a difference in those students' life. They still maintain education. We provide good education. But for me as a teacher, I actually can do what I love. And that is teaching students a new mm. skill. Mm. Um, so that's really one of the things I think that we provide quite well at online school. And in what ways have you needed to adapt the way that you teach in order to suit and accommodate the world of online? I think it was to learn that, to give kids that opportunity. So you ask a question and it takes a while, for instance, for a student to respond. It doesn't mean they're not listening, but they might type a bit slower or give him that opportunity to reflect Mm. Um, it was also that um, you can be more creative, so we can play uh, a quick quiz. We okay. can use technology more. So technology have really had a good impact on my lessons. So give me an example then of how that actually looks in the middle of a class. If you wanted to do a quiz in class and you're using the technology provided to you, how does that look? What do you do? So um, we can uh, set up beforehand um, little Kahoot quizzes and kids can then use their devices and we can um, incorporate Kahoot, um, which the kids love. And you can do that with all sorts of ways. So kids can use their names or I sometimes allow them to use nicknames and then we don't know who's winning. And this, oh. it just drums up a bit of competition inside of them. <laughs> and it takes a threat away as well. So I think that would be quite good um, with currently using Zoom as well. We can use polls. So you can just bring technology a bit more, you know, fun into learning because that's what it's about. Mm, absolutely right. And what other technological advances are there to enable 
good quality teaching and good engagement between pupils? You've mentioned about using things like quizzes and Kahoot. How else can Zoom help and the other technologies you've got available to you? Um, so incorporate video clips is always good. Being able to do video clips, you know, work using, for instance, a Google document so we all can work on it using quite a lot of the times this jam boards that we can use so kids are more engaged because it's a hands-on approach it's not yeah. me just delivering they can have an impact in the lesson right there and then and how do you find that that affects their learning i think they just take more ownership on it because they engage they they want to take part and we can do it in all sorts of a variety of ways it could maybe feel for them in a non-threatening way by removing, for instance, who's filling what in the names. Um, but they, they do just feel like they have a bit more ownership. It's their learning. It's not just me telling them what to do. They are involved in their own learning. Interesting. OK, so then putting the children to one side just for a moment, what do you find the advantages are to yourself of uh, teaching at my online schooling? The flexibility, I think one of the biggest things is the flexibility, not just on being able to work anywhere um, within reason, but um, the flexibility on how I can incorporate the curriculum, how creative I can be when I plan my lessons. I'm not restrained by corporate what we have to do. So it's for me, it's, it's quite a lot of the creativity, but also the, the flexibility. You know, we, we work with the most amazing young people. Do you find that there are other benefits of working with my online schooling? I'm thinking about things like uh, the lack of needing to commute to and from school. And actually, on that note, given the fact that the children don't have to commute to school either, then thinking about the environmental benefits as well. I think that's, yeah, that's definitely a bonus is the fact that there is no commute. I am in my office, which means there's no time, dif you know, there's no time wasted on traveling. I can just get on with my job. There's no snow days. So this year when the schools had snow days, we build a snowman as we, as you do. Um, so celebrate it by programming a snowman. So oh, we still right. managed, yeah, I managed to build a snowman without getting cold, which is my kind of snowman. Mm. So I think there's, yeah, the environmental impact as well, like you, you mentioned, um, is really good because um, we do a lot when, I, when we teach computer science about how computers can have an advantage in the environment. So we need to think about not just how it's been used, but how we can use it to be a bit more environmentally friendly. When kids ask, why do we need to learn to program that? Well, maybe you can create an app that can help us to recycle better or cut down our carbon commission, you know, that kind of things. Yeah. So I think yeah. the environmental impact is absolutely huge. Mm. And it is nice not to have to, to travel. The kids, you know, they just show up. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Anywhere in the world, I can ask the weather. I like, I like that when the kids join, especially from different parts, if they're from South Africa, is it sunshine? How warm is it today? So I do, I do ask a weather report at the beginning. So I've become really British. <laughs> so tell me what some of the countries are that the children are from. Um, so currently, I obviously teach a few from South Africa. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've got quite a few from Dubai. I have a few from Saudi. I've got quite a few from Europe. Um, so all over last year, I was teaching a boy in Australia, which was quite an interesting time zone difference. Yeah. I would say good morning, and he's like, "Yeah, that's good evening already for me." Wow! Yeah. So it is really nice to hear all about the different countries, and then um, learn more about it, the culture impact. Yeah. Hmm. Um, mm. So it's really interesting um, to learn about their upbringings and where they are found themselves. Mm. And in what ways do you see that changing their global outlook on life, given that they're in education with children who are from different countries, but also actually in those countries right now? I think the conversation, they, they can, the conversation can be sometimes quite naturally, they are interested in each other. Oh, is that the same over there? How does that work? We currently, we were looking um, a month or so ago about legislation, so laws to do with GDPR and so on. Okay. And I asked them to have a look at what was applying in their country. So it was really interesting how that difference, or when we talk about cybersecurity, yeah. certain countries are really onto it. Other countries, you know, they will talk about censorship and cybersecurity. So it's really interesting when somebody says, oh, we don't get that over here. Mm. Why not? Oh, mm. because it's censor. What, what do you mean? What the censorship? So naturally, by them asking questions or yeah. talking about their environment, it opens up topics. Of course. Yeah, of course. I've got a couple of quick questions just for you now, nothing at all to do with my online schooling. Tell me one of the things that you miss most of all about South Africa. Apart, oh, apart from the weather, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to not allow you to use use the weather. <laughs> um, family and food. Family and food. Family wow. and food. Okay. And when you say food, what kind of food are you thinking about? Oh, fruit and vegetables. It's just so much nicer. It just tastes different. Oh, really? Yeah, it's wow. seasonal. We don't buy things that you buy oranges in the winter and strawberries in the summer. So fruit and vegetables, yeah. And do you find that there's less of an expectation of just being able to go to the store and pick up whatever fruit and vegetables you wanted to, regardless of what time of year it is? Maybe. I think we, we fully li- we like the fact that it's grown home. It hasn't mm. travelled as many miles. Yeah. You know, you uh, coming from a farmer background, you know, you're supporting your local farmers if you, yeah. shop lo- if you, if you buy locally produce. Yeah. Where imported, you don't. Mm-hmm. And then if you were to travel back to South Africa now, what's one of the things you might miss about West Yorkshire? The hills, sadly. The hills. I know. Yeah. There is nothing as beautiful as going running on the moors and when you finally manage to make it up and you can just see, you know, you're standing on the top and you just see this beautiful green scenery. Mm. So definitely the scenery. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure it is. And one last question. If you think back to any music concert you've ever been to, which band would you say has been the best band you've ever seen? Oh, Bon Jovi. (laughs) I loved him from the age of 15. (laughs) (laughs) Favourite Bon Jovi song? Uh, It's My Life. Okay, good song very good song there's two different versions of that of course there's the original and then a, an acoustic version isn't there yes you'd go for the original 
I like the acoustic one as well, but yeah, the original. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're, they're both good songs and clearly a great band there as well. Yes, I was privileged enough to see them in Madison Square Garden. Oh, very good. When was that? Uh, that must have been 2000... Uh, where are we? We're in 2021. So 2011. Okay, 10 years ago. Gosh. I know. Last 10 years have gone by very quickly though, haven't they? Yes, absolutely <laughs> amazing. We need to bring this this episode to a close in a moment but for anyone who's heard anything and maybe wants to follow up with a question what's the best way for them to get in touch with the school via the school website i'm assumed yeah so best place to get hold of them is yeah www.myonlineschooling.co.uk myonlineschooling.co.uk yeah excellent and then there's two sites either european or the apac site well, look, Marit, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being here on this podcast episode. It's great to talk to you, find out a bit more about life in South Africa, but more importantly, to find out what life is like at my online schooling when you're teaching and working there. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for having me. So that was Marit Cheatham, computer science teacher at My Online Schooling. A big thank you to her for coming on to this episode of the podcast. As always, if you have any questions, just visit the school website, myonlineschooling.co.uk. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.